Hello and welcome to Night Prayer. A chance to be still and know that God is with us in the last hour of the day. Let us start our time together with a prayer to God. Jesus Christ, you come to transfigure us in the image of your Father and our Father. Open for us the gates of your kingdom. Lord Jesus, this night, light of our hearts, you know how thirsty we are. Open for us the gates of your kingdom. Jesus Christ, light of the world, you shine for us all. Enable us to discern your presence in every human being. Amen. This bedtime story comes from Adrian Pluss's book, Cabbages for the King, and is entitled The 415 from Paddington. There was a time not all that long ago when I made sure that I never went anywhere or did anything that could possibly result in in me looking foolish. As a result, you will not be surprised to hear I rarely went out and didn't do very much at all. Far from producing humility in me, this limited approach to life made me into something of a clever dick whenever I did do anything that was remotely useful. I have been coaxed, pummeled and persuaded into a much more vulnerable state over the past few years. But the clever dickness, what an elegant expression, is still part of me and still has to be squashed by God from time to time. One of the most memorable of those squashings happened at Paddington Station when I was attempting to catch a train to the West Country, the 4.15 to Taunton, as far as I can remember. A very large number of people were queuing on the station concourse that afternoon, all keen to find seats on the fast intercity train that was already being cleaned in preparation for departure. I was seen as I was keen as everyone else. I wanted a seat in the second class carriage adjacent to the buffet so that I only had a short journey to fetch my coffee sandwiches and as a special treat on this particular day I decided a Danish pastry. 
So intent was I on achieving this objective that I was prepared to sprint suitcase notwithstanding in competition with my fellow travellers to make sure I got what I wanted. If there had been any starting blocks available, I would have been crouched and ready for the gun. Frustratingly, there were three false calls over the public address system as I waited near the front of the front of the line of passengers. Three times a voice announced, The Fault 15 is now ready to board. And three times the same voice announced, uh, We apologise for an incorrect call. The 415 to Taunton is not yet prepared for boarding. Passengers are requested to return to the station concourse until further notice. Goodness knows what was going on behind the scenes. I never did find out what caused this rather excessive breakdown in British rail communications, but there was no doubt about its effect on the people in the queue. They, or rather we, were muttering and fretting and tutting with impatience and irritation against the common corporate enemy. Then just as I was preparing myself for the fourth attempt, the other end of that same disturbing but familiar dialogue began to speak in my mind. Why are you racing against all these people? Feebly, I replied, because uh, I want a seat next to the buffet so I can get sandwiches and uh My reply trailed off pathetically. You're in the wrong race, said the other end of the dialogue. And again, you're in the wrong race. As I turned these words over in my mind, I realised that the O-E-O-T-D was absolutely right. I had become so taken with writing books and making broadcasts and speaking to groups of people that I was beginning to lose touch with the roots of this activity, namely my relationship with Jesus and my responsibility to God. Right, okay, good lesson, God, I said brightly to the now clearly identified O-E-O-T-D. Buffet time now, eh? But to my horror, the same voice now said, I want you to walk round to the end of this queue of people. Then when the time comes, stroll down to the train. I will save you a seat in the carriage next to the buffet. Full of faith, I said, Lord, no chance. After all, I reflected creating the universe was one thing. Saving a seat on the 4.15 to Torton was something else. Obviously, God had never travelled by this train before. Besides, I'd always found this business about God saves parking spaces for me when I ask him extremely difficult to accept. Now, typically, I was being artful manoeuvred into testing out a very similar principle. I decided that I'd better do what I was told. Moving round to the back of the queue, I felt very foolish when the fourth call to board came through the loudspeakers. I started my slow motion amble towards the train. I just felt annoyance. I know what happens now, God. I said, I get to the train and there's no seat for me and I'm expected to say hallelujah anyway. And oh, I've been here before. The rest of the passengers were doing precisely what I'd known that they would do 
They were heading as one man for the buffet region of the train. I was heading for it too, very slowly, very muscle tensed, with the effort of not running. When I boarded the carriage, at last it was exactly as expected, packed solid with people sitting and standing. There was just one vacant seat right at the end of the carriage, immediately next to the buffet. I stood beside the empty seat for some time, waiting for its rightful occupant to return from wherever he or she had gone. Eventually, when nobody claimed it, I spoke to the girl in the neighbouring seat. Is anybody sitting here? No, she said, it's free. So I sat down. I told you so, said the other end of the dialogue. There is no smugness in the divine nature, but the O-E-O-T-D, other end of the dialogue, did rather uh, did sound rather satisfied with itself. Once again, my clever dickness was squashed, but I never really, I, 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 but I never really mind when these things happen. There is such wit and wisdom in the working of the Holy Spirit. He is never dull. I should add that to my experience on padding the station is not an indicator that God will invariably reserve seats for His followers whenever they use public transport. I wish he did. It would make my life much easier. Rather, it was further evidence of the way in which God uses living parables to teach his children, a reassuring reminder that those parables are engineered with individuals in mind. Amen. Let's just have a moment of stillness reflecting on that story that God loves us very much. And in this stillness, let's just say the Lord's Prayer together. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power and the glory, for ever and ever. Amen. A final prayer. Lord, this night, make your peace shine in our midst this night lord may we sense a communion with other saints and people around the world lord this night we entrust our lives our family all our concerns to you and we ask you lord to fill our hearts and our minds with your peace as we sleep so that we may rest well so that we may work well tomorrow in jesus name amen